I think this is the Stuff Summary Says Podcast with Steve. Is this the Stuff Summary Says Podcast with Steve? We're back. We're back. Um, it's been a while. It's not been that long. It's only been like two and a half weeks. Um, Steve, is, Steve is mad at me, though, um, because my hockey team keeps winning, and that keeps throwing off our schedules. And anyways, Steve, it's, it's always a pleasure to just be sitting here chatting with you while you, you and I enjoy beverages. It's good to hear your voice. You know, when, when, when you text, I try to put your voice to the text or in your social media. So now that there's actually a voice of the person, that's great. And I'm happy for your hockey team. We watched. Thank that's you. great. Thank I've adopted you. them and, and I'm and happy to be going along. And I appreciate that, Steve. Welcome on the bandwagon. And welcome to the Stuff Summer Says podcast with Steve. With Steve. Steve, do you want me to talk about my trip to Tampa? Yes, everyone wants to hear about your trip to Tampa. Okay. All right. I went to the Lightning game. The end. No, just kidding. Um, game seven happens. Game seven's over. I get a call from my Kenny, my friend Kenny, who is a podcast listener. And he's like, do you want to come to Tampa? And I'm like, can I go to Tampa? And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to Tampa. Um, and I was at the point where I told him, I was like, if I'm coming all the way to Tampa, I'm not not going to the game. So was able to get tickets uh, through Ticketmaster for actually a relatively reasonable price for a championship. And I just made my screen full. And <laughs> it was... It was the loudest I've ever heard an arena, um, most intense atmosphere I've ever experienced. Eh, maybe not the most intense, but one, top three sporting events in terms of intensity, um, in terms of awareness of the crowd, of in terms of alertness of the crowd, in terms of just like ooing and aahing and, and all of that. Um, so it was definitely awesome to... Get to go to a game, and as I was telling you before the show, Steve, that was my first time actually exploring Tampa, and it is a cool city. There's a there's a Riverwalk area where you can basically walk down where the parades happen um, from mm-hmm. kind of sort of one end to the other end, and you're allowed to carry a beverage with you, which is great because we stopped multiple times um, to get various beverages. <laughs> um, ended up going to what is like. I guess it's like the first of Tampa, but not, and it's called American Social. It's like the most iconic bar in Tampa, so got to go there, um, which was which was awesome. The waitress was from Ocean City, Maryland, so she was talking to me about Maryland stuff. Um, so that was cool. And then the next day, went to the game. Went to the Sparkman Wharf area, which is a great little like. Have you ever been to the bullpen in D.C.? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, so if you, if you don't know what the bullpen is in DC, it's I don't know if it's still there. It's they take shipping containers and they put little stands, and it's kind of sort of the same setup. This was a little bit nicer, um, a little bit like less, just kind of I don't know. It, there was there were TVs, there were like tiki bars, there was all this stuff there, which is neat. Um, and then you walk right to the arena and that's the other thing that city is super walkable. Like the downtown area is all very, it's a very small downtown area. Mm-hmm. You can walk and really explore everything that it has to offer. Um, and we didn't, you know, we didn't do the, like there's an aquarium down there that I'd like to do if I go back. And there's a couple other areas I'd like to just kind of hit up, um, and got to experience a true Tampa, uh, Tampa rainstorm too, on the way out of town. Let me tell you what, it's the, those summer storms are real. 
<laughs> well, that's very cool. So I have two. I have two questions. The okay. easy one. The easier ones first. I think there okay. was the top three. What were the other two events? Top three events for for atmosphere and in the crowd. What were the other two? Ooh, okay, so probably the twenty sixteen whiteout and then the twenty. The Bill Belt, the the Allen Robinson Bill Belton overtime Michigan game. Okay. Okay. Just like intensity of of the crowd being very locked into the game. Okay. And then as you were running through the 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 the, the lead up to it, you know, you said you talked to Kenny and got tickets. Well, you asked if you could go, and I, and I don't think you're asking Kenny. So I'm I'm curious. Like, was there any doubt you were going to be a the, the response to the question about making the the visit to South Florida? Listen, someone is going to see Taylor Swift at this lover fest thing that she's doing. So nobody's allowed to complain. That's all I've got to say. Okay. And that so was, you were, that was her was argument. That was, that was her reasoning. So Okay. I'm, good. I'm just checking. I didn't know. Good. So. No, it's great. I'm happy for you. That's great. It was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, even though we're already five minutes into the show, here's, what's, here's what we're going to talk about on the show. Um, we're going to talk about Carl Nassib because... Last time when we were going to record a podcast, I was like, I don't have anything to, ha- to talk about. And I think legitimately, like, the next day, Carl Nassib came out. So I think I think we should hit on that real quick. Um, then today, as of midnight last night, um, name, image, and likeness stuff has all started. And boy, is it a hot market out there for, for college athletes trying to get uh, get a little extra cash. So we'll break that down. And then... This one, you texted me about, but I was actually going to bring it up, so I'm glad we were on the same page. I want to talk about kick times and how they're announced, because um, I, I have I have some questions for you, and I think you and I might agree. And then you've got a story for old guy, young guy, so I, I want to, I'm excited for that. Cool. So, all right. So, yeah. So, legitimately, once again, I feel like the Stuff Summer Says podcast curse is we will be like... We don't have, I don't have anything to talk about, Steve. Can we take a week off? And then the next day, everything will happen. Um, and that included Carl Nassib coming out, which very happy for him. He is the first active NFL player, current or active NFL player, to come out as gay. Um, and I guess Michael Sam would, was never technically an NFL player. At the or if he ever, I don't even know. He if was he in a camp, but he never signed. made a roster. Right, 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 right. Um, so you know, and look, I could not be happier for that guy, and I have a story to tell. But I, I want to see Steve. Do you have any thoughts, real quick? Um, no, I think I texted you and maybe asked some other people. Is this news? Like I, at this point, for me, it's. I mean, I, I I appreciate why it's news, and it is. But I, I to me, it's not. Like I, I don't, not. I, I don't, I don't not care in an uncaring way for whatever that, like, play the sport. Like, that's your, I'm good with that, no matter who you are. And, and I don't, I, but I understand that representation matters. But it was interesting. It's cool that it's a Penn State guy that's the guy, you know, so that's wonderful. Right. So uh, I encourage everyone, uh, my former coworker, David Oliver, who is gay, um, he now writes um, basically LGBT, covers some LGBT stuff for USA Today, and he wrote, he's written a, it's a column, essay, it's a piece, I guess was the best way to say it, about that exact topic of like, does this matter anymore? Like when, when someone comes out, 
when should we stop caring? It's a very interesting piece. Um, you should go read it, and I'll probably tweet it out. I have tweeted it out before. Um, it goes along with that. But anyways, very happy for Carl Nassib. Um, and like you said, it's it's awesome that it is a Penn Stater because – and it's awesome that it's this Penn Stater because I don't know if you had ever met Carl when he was in, in town, but, like, he was kind of sort of always around with, with Nittanyville – and, like, he was truly one of the nicest people I have met. Like, not just, like, football players, like, genuinely nicest people you'd ever meet. And so I think the story that I wanted to tell was, so Nittanyville every pretty much Wednesday through Thursday, or Wednesday, Wednesday through Saturday morning, obviously, Thursday night, usually the players would come up a seg section of the players would, would come up. So it would be like one week you get the linebackers come up and, and the linebacker coach. And then one week you get who, you know, the running backs or whatever. And, you know, you'd get an hour or two and not even two, an hour just to hang out and kind of get them to see it, let them see it and, and kind of just talk to them and say hello. And, you know, they would always bring pizza or something. And so I don't even think it was like the defensive linebacker or defensive end linebacker group to week to come up and this is like thursday night and it's well after well after like the team was gone it's like 10 o'clock 11 o'clock at night and we're sitting there and we'd always sit by the there's this one booth that is called the res resolution booth that was the only booth with the outlets and we're sitting there and you can't really see around the corner of it who comes up who comes up and down the main like little drag of Nittanyville basically. And we look over and it's again 10, 10 30, 11 o'clock at night, and here comes Carl Nassib. And now, mind you, this is Carl Nassib, his senior year, whatever year that he was the All-American, like pretty much the biggest besides maybe Saquon at that point, like the biggest, well, most well-known athlete on campus. Like huge deal. And we're like, hi, Carl. And he's like, hey, guys, uh, can I just come up here? I just really want to hang out with you guys. Like, just want to hang out with people. He sat there for, like, two hours and just, like, played cards, just hung out. Couldn't, like, you wouldn't know. If you didn't know who that that was Carl Nassib, you wouldn't have known that he was a football player. Like, he, he just was, like, having a normal kid having fun up there. And I, to this day, that is my favorite Nittanyville story because, like, that was what Nittanyville was all about, was just, like, this, like, camaraderie and, like, belief in, in, in one, you know, cause, which is Penn State football. But at the same time, it was just about having fun. And he, you could ask any questions you wanted to. I, in fact, he is, like, the only – look at their pictures. He, I think he's the only Penn State football player in the NFL right now that I have a picture with. Oh, interesting. So it, it's kind of cool really? the way it worked out. So – Anyways, and then he just kind of left, like, see if, like, thanks for letting me hang out. I just really wanted to come up one night, and, and that was that. And it was, like, again, for people that, uh, that were in Nittanyville, we got to hang out with Carl Nassib for, like, two hours. And it wasn't like we were hanging out with Carl Nassib, the football player. We were hanging out with Carl Nassib, like, the fellow Penn Stater. So. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's wonderful. Like, I mean, you know, I think it's great when there's that connection, you know, and as, as we get into to NIL stuff and whatever else. And, and, and again, that split, right, between student-athletes and, and, and regular students, sometimes that split is just so big and we don't do anything to make it smaller. 
those, those kind of moments when it's just everybody gets to be a college student are great. Yeah, I think about that moment a lot because I feel like obviously very appreciative of what the football department does for Nittanyville. It still does for Nittanyville. And it's not that it's inauthentic, but it's like it's forced. You know, it's like and for someone like that to just come up and be like, I just really want to hang out and like chill is awesome. So No, there's a reality there that's great. Like that's wonderful. You know, and if you, when you have those kind yeah. of moments, you know that you ha- you're having them. You know, whether you know you just right. everything doesn't exactly. feel forced. Right, exactly, exactly. That's cool. Very cool. Uh, all right, you want to move on to nil stuff? Yeah, let's hit it. Let's hear what's going on. All right. So yeah, last night at midnight, um, the NCAA approved, or I guess they didn't approve it at midnight, but yeah, the other day they approved it so that it can go into to action, and now college athletes can make money finally off their name, image, and likeness. Steve, um, are you going to be an old man about this, or how do you feel about this one? I'm going to be partially an old man. Like, I appreciate, okay. uh, I'll appreciate student-athletes who are creative, who, who you know, come up with, like the Wisconsin guy, right, who, the quarterback who did his little logo with his initials, and I'm sure he's not the only one. Like, people who do that and find some interesting things, I think it's going to be low-hanging fruit for some people as a way to pay student-athletes. Like, I just think there's going to be some businesses that, that are whatever. And, and, and I think that's great. I, I think there's an opportunity there, and they're certainly able to monetize what they do. Um, but I will be old mannish in that, you know, you're getting the scholarship. And, and, and it'll be interesting to see how, how athletic departments parse their support or support their student-athletes, Right. Like how much they help them make stuff happen and what they can and can't do and that kind of thing. So no, I'm, I'm like 90, 85% okay with it and happy to see it happen. And there's another part of me that's just like, well, if the guys are going to get paid, the participants are going to get paid. I've got the Steelers on Sundays. Do I need this team in blue and white on Saturdays to be doing the same thing? And I know it's not exactly the same thing or even the same thing, but it, it has a feel that way. You right? can't hear me, but I'm, I'm like sighing right now. Like I, I, I saw it in your face. That's the listeners yeah. are screwed because they can't see the video. I saw the sigh in your eyebrows. Uh, here's my my take on all of this right now. Like today, like like 18 hours into to this, or 20 hours, however many hours we are into having this in action. I think that there's going to be a gold rush pun somewhat mildly intended, um, here for the next week. And I'm willing to bet by next year, I don't think this isn't, it's going to be an issue, but I don't think it's going to be as much of an issue. Like, I think all of these people, like, kind of complaining, not and not even the, like, you get a scholarship thing. Like, all these people, like, freaking out that this is ruining the integrity of college sports or... or you know, like, what is, what are, what about, like, other branches of sports or whatever, like, just, I think everybody just needs to take a deep breath with, like, with this and just be patient, because I think, what I think is going to happen is some companies are going to realize, like, me paying the third string defensive end for North Carolina State is, is not really worth it. And, and I'm better off just spending my money, my marketing dollars elsewhere type thing. Um, and I think there's a little bit of a, a gold rush right now, both on the athlete side and on the, the 
sponsorship marketing side of it that you know you want to get certain people snatched up right like 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 spencer rattler right he's perfect example or even uh, probably on a more local level sean clifford maybe not necessarily a, a national level but um and i'm blanking on the auburn quarterback's name but he's he already signed with the the sweet tea company also like for the july's coming up this is america let people make their own damn money you know what i mean like and, and, and I got to tell you, I am more comfortable with these student athletes doing this than every athletic department having 15 layers of associate athletic directors and titles who are making money off the kids' back. So I get that. And ironically enough, this creates a layer of people that kind of have to help them through this or like make sure they're not in trouble. Yeah. But look, the, you know, there's too many of those hangers on as it is now, like at every school, including Penn State. So sorry for anybody from Penn State that listens to it, but there's too many of you that are assistant athletic directors or athletic directors or whatever else. And so I, I think I have, I have less of a problem with that. And I think the thing that may surprise us six months or a year from now, it might not be, well, it won't be at every place, the football players and the basketball players. At Penn State, it could be a gymnast. It could be a women's basketball player. It could be somebody mm-hmm. else who's very prominent and has social media accounts and followers who are, who are getting some money as opposed to the running back or whatever else. I think this is going to be more, I don't, I think probably the football players and, and probably men's basketball players will statistically make more money than than women athletes, like prominent female athletes for the most part. But I think this is going to be more beneficial in the long run for for women's sports at the collegiate level because now you're going to see, oh, this brand is working with you know whoever it is at at UConn, the top basketball player, you know. Um, all right, now I might pay attention more because I, I like that brand or, or, or whatever it is. Or you're going to see the the woman who went viral from UCLA for doing the the on the, the floor routine. You know, that's going to just elevate women's gymnastics even more in, in sports like that. Um, I know that the most I was reading, one of the first people kind of signed up or whatever was one of the is the most followed woman in all of sports or in all of college sports and i think she's like a and a gymnast she's either a gymnast or a basketball player at lsu and i was like i hadn't heard of who you are and now i know who you are because you've just inked this deal and and all you know all of this so i think that's where it's going to be more beneficial um one question that i keep seeing and i keep thinking about and i didn't i didn't think about it until i i saw it last night on twitter but Man, it's going to get interesting with media availability. This is a sports media podcast, and I I think we are going to potentially get into an era where I don't necessarily know if like athletes are going to be paid for interviews. I don't think that will happen per se, but I do think you know at Penn State, like for example, traditionally the freshmen aren't made available. Well, you know, if you have a Micah Parsons and he's not being made available, but, you know, he wants to speak, like, you can't really hold him back anymore from speaking, like, because it's hurting his, for lack of a better term, brand. And and so I think, I think you're going to see a lot of that. And I think that's going to make, you know, I think one of the struggles with covering Penn State football, and I've never covered Penn State football, but right now in this era is... There's no, 
I don't want to say inside access because there are occasional inside stories and stuff like that. But there's, it's hard to get a one-on-one anymore, right? From mm-hmm. what I understand, it's hard to kind of, uh, you know, have a feature story about a a guy that like like a Keel Lynch is coming to to mind right now is one of the better stories I've read, and I'm also a big Akil fan, or you know, was a big Akil fan, was about him and his father being shot. And, and that story has always really stuck out to me because I feel like you don't see, see or hear those stories from, from Penn state football anymore. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, some of these guys that, you know, we might've found out a little bit sooner about, you know, Micah Parsons, you know, struggles and, 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 mm-hmm. and that big story that came out later on. And that was pretty much after he was done with school. So I, I think that would be interesting. And I, I think that's going to be beneficial. Um, but again, I think, I think this in some ways is going to, to put more female athletes on the map. Um, I think the, for example, the JMU pitcher that, that mm-hmm. was in the college world series, like there's going to be more of those stories. You're going to start hearing more about that. And I think that's just going to think this is really good for, for women's sports. And I, I, I genuinely believe this is also good for just the average college athlete. Um, I, that being said, I have already tweeted at Jordan Stout. He did like my tweet when I asked mm-hmm. if I could buy a Jordan Stout jersey. So let's pray that jerseys come back because I miss going downtown <laughs> and buying like specific athletes jerseys. So I'm hoping that that's, that happens. Yeah, there's so many pieces. The jerseys, I think from the sports media side, I think as a beat writer or someone covering the football team at Penn State or any teams anywhere, it's going to suck a little bit because every kid that, that might not be made media availability could have their own sponsored podcast once a week, right? And then you got to listen to that too to know what the heck they're doing, right? So it's not going to be like, if you're lazy at this and you're just taking what they're feeding you, and I, and I think that happens at every beat in every place, it's you're gonna to have to pay attention to, to find creative stuff and find what's going on because um, it's gonna be harder because there's gonna be more out there I think um, and, and I but think at the, the same side, time like if more women good I was just gonna say at the same time like don't you and I, I don't know maybe I feel this way because I'm a little, little bit younger and I'm on social media more often but don't you want that access like I like I think about like for example, the Lightning have a have a podcast where it was it was with Dan Girardi, and he would bring the players on, and you're getting like not the canned answers. Like you're hearing about like the, the parties that they'll go to, or you're hearing about like going to like a, a funny story about X player, and, and I like I am excited for that. Oh, I think it's a I think it's a good thing in terms of the amount of information that's going to be out there. I think it just means the people that are covering it have to, are going to have to work harder to make sure they're listening to all that noise, right? There's not just one source they can get it from. they got to make sure they're – and I think most are now. They're following all the players that are on social media as it is, so they're just going to follow them more, and they're going to be producing different content. Um, so I think that will be one piece. And I, and I think for the women's sports, if more women don't become more prominent as a result of this, then all those – champions and allies and supposed people who want to see more women's sports brands have just been lying to us for the past five or seven years. Great Because now they have a way to access it and support it. Now they can put their money where their mouth is. And if they don't, shame on them and stop telling me that you support women's sports. Yeah. No, that's that's an excellent 
excellent point. You know, you as I feel like, especially with the women's soccer, the, the women's national soccer team thing, like there's only been a couple brands that have really like like kind of said, "All right, we're we got like don't worry about this. Like we'll 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 help you out." Like, and yet there's been a lot of brands that have been like, "Go women's soccer team!" Like, right now it's time to yeah. step up, and yeah. and you can get these people. Maybe not cheaper, but you can probably find ways to get your brand out there through people and create content and do things. If that doesn't happen, then people have been lying to us this whole time. I mean, I think it will happen, but if not, it's easy to talk the talk without putting your money where your mouth is. Yeah. No, that's that's very fair. Um, bringing this back into Penn State, Steve, there are a myriad of companies, and, and certainly we would welcome a sponsorship from one of any of any of the the local fine kid, we're, we're missing the podcast nil that's right we got to work on that yeah um that being said is there any brand that you're excited to see what they do with the nil local to state college it'll be interesting to see how bars if anything do stuff right like or how they see i feel like they're just gonna i feel like that's and, and maybe they can't touch them so I, I i don't i don't know like i can't think of so you've got something in mind or you wouldn't be asking. So. Uh, see, I'm just excited. I am very excited to see a, a family clothesline commercial and like Sean Clifford, Brandon Smith, and Jahan Dotson singing the 24-7, get the gear <laughs> song. Like, I think that would be hilarious. Because like that is a, there's a commercial down here with um, like Ryan Kerrigan and one of the Caps players, and maybe like, maybe it was Trey Turner uh, for the, from the Nats for Lido Pizza. And they weren't singing, but they were like cheesy acting. And I think that is yep. just quality content that like. Yeah, no, and, and Lido think, Pizza's had that through the years. So that's. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's going to be I, legi- I legitimately think that what that's going to do is, again, like I don't think we, I think we forget, going back to the Carl Nassib story, forget that these these college athletes are people like I, I think a lot of people forget that they're just people and and i think this is going to humanize them and, and and make them a person that you know enjoys the same way i think even um today i saw i think it was the quarter or not the quarterback the, the kicker for Mich- michigan state tweeted like please please listen to this podcast the the like lot the locked on spartans podcast I haven't listened to it, but I'm sure it's great because they're paying me money. Like, I, and like that's funny <laughs> stuff that like I, right. I think people appreciate. That no, being I said, think we'll find it, some voices like that. I think some people will will figure out who the who the serious ones are, who are being thoughtful about their brand, who are just being funny and get a little bit of money, you know, that kind of stuff. For the for the NASA thing, and I meant to ask when he came back that night, and, and we're talking about NIL and then being people and not athletes. What was he wearing? Like, he wasn't wearing the jersey top that they trot out when they come up to do their normal no, stuff, right? No, he, he was just wearing, like, I think he was just wearing the, like, usual, like, thing you'd see college athletes in. Okay, playing, like, just the Penn checking. State team issue gear. Um, it is, I, I'm trying to think, like, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see. I do think this might, going back to, like, family clothesline and stuff like that, and, and Sean Clifford being the first person that I saw doing this in the Penn State realm. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what people do if, if, if there's going to be partnerships with Family Clothesline. And, you know, you can buy Jahan Dotson's shirts at Family Clothesline, and then 
Like, I think that might actually help in a way some of those businesses too, but I'm wondering if there's going to be like a market for that, especially in state college where I feel like not a lot of the other big 10 towns have what state college has where you walk down the street and you've got, um, you got the student bookstore, you got family clotheslines, and then you got, got McClanahan's, plus you got like uh, the Lions, Lions Den, or what's Lions Pride. Lions Pride, yeah. Lions Pride. Um, and you've got, oh, I guess Old State closed. Um, yep, yep. But, you know, you've got all those other little stores there. I'm interested to see, like, if there's going to be, like, a market for that. I, I think that's going to be one of the, the fun things about about this. And it hopefully, you know, they can kind of make some bucks off of that. The, the businesses yeah, and I think there'll be, there's enough. Yeah, and I think there'll be enough for everybody to go around. Like, I think every business will probably find a guy or two or a student athlete or two, female, you know, other sports. So it'll be interesting. I mean, you know, Penn State wrestlers, like we've talked a lot about football and basketball. You know, Penn State wrestlers may have a lot of opportunity in some places, you know, to do some things and, and, and well, you know, so. women's volleyball and whatever else. So hockey, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the marketplace plays out and how much it can support. I saw Roman Bravo Young was doing a, a raffle for his shoes, um, which I thought was interesting. I am also interested to see what people do about like uh, you know how like Russ Rose normally has like a camp there's like a usually a volleyball camp are players going to start hosting their own camps like I can see wrestling being the one that like because of how people are in this state with wrestling like here's my three year old you're going to go learn from you know the next Ed <laughs> Bruce or whatever or, or the next David Taylor right. and yeah so I think that's an interesting aspect. No, there's gonna, it's going to be so from so many aspects, right? Charity stuff, right? Places where you used to get stuff donated by student athletes or donated by coaches. You know, will charity still be able to get access to this stuff, or will they? Will they now have more, right? Like you can get, you can have dinner with one of our baskets at this thing. Will be dinner with some, you know, some student athlete. Like, it's just going to be really neat to see how creative it is, and I, I think that rush will be early and hot, but I think it might last a year till we try to figure out the market and figure out partnerships and figure out, you know, different ways to try things. Um, it'll be fun to watch and fun to talk about, I'm sure. Would you buy a big, would you, I don't know how influenced you are by this, but like, would you buy a big ticket item, something that is worth a thousand dollars or more because Sean Clifford endorsed it? No. No. Okay. No, yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I no. There's not. A, there's not a. I'm thinking cars. I'm a, thinking like, like Gene Stalker or. No, and they know. used to do that. Like, I mean, Gene Stalker used to hit like. Um, I think the most, the last one might have been um, somebody who had might have been Michael Robinson, did some stuff after graduation for him, and like the six months before he did, um, and actually there might have been somebody since another one since him. Like Stalker, we used to grab somebody every year after graduation for like, maybe from the end of football season, end of bowl season. To like graduation time or after when they do a couple commercials, no, not really. I mean, it's interesting that they get somebody local. There's not, I guess that's the other not downside, the other piece of it for me. Like I, I can play old guy on whether or not they they need to get the money, but I'm I'm also just it's not them saying hey I support this brand isn't going to in any way make me pick up any brand that I can pick uh, up. That's what I was kind of asking because I I wonder about that I. I think uh, where I think this is going to be massive is is kind of the cameo. Have you ever gotten a cameo? Do you know do you know what that is? No, but I can see him, and I can see kids doing that, right? I can see that be big, big. Yeah, thing. like I, I I think that's 
if I was a college athlete, even if I was like a, if I was a starter, you know, like a Jonathan Sutherland, perfect example, probably like probably not going to the NFL type, but like pretty well known around around campus and around Penn State fans. Send me twenty bucks and I'll send your your mom a happy birthday wish. That's what I'd be doing. Right. Well, and Jonathan is an, is an interesting person too, from all kinds of ways from social from social stances, right? Just because he was the guy that got trotted right. out there and put out there because of his his hair and the way you know he looked and you know the idiots that were commenting on it. So he may have opportunities from companies that look at that and say, okay, here's someone we could we could do something with, which will be again, it just be interesting to see how creative people get and who those companies are that step into this realm. Yeah, cool. All right, you got anything else there? Nope, we'll talk about it lots for sure. I'm going going forward. So yeah, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about that. Um, all right, real quickly, and then we'll, we'll get the old guy, young guy. Um, Andy Staples had an interesting tweet the other day, and this is what made me think of it. And I think you had texted me like about it within an hour, plus or minus. Should kick times be rolled out? like how they are currently or do you think it's time like when the nhl announces their schedule or, or the mlb announces their schedule or nfl announces their schedule you know when you're playing a night game six months in advance and you know when you're playing the one o'clock or the four o'clock game do you think it it should be that way with college sports or do you or college football specifically or do you like the current thing and i i'm interested to see and then i'll get into the logic behind what Andy Staples said. I'm okay with it the way it is. I know games are played on Saturdays. I know it, it, it for now, again, this is me personally. Well, I'll give you both. Me personally, I know I'm investing all day Saturday, whether the game kicks at noon or the game kicks at eight. We're tailgating at the same time. We may not be leaving the same time after because when the game's over, I'm coming home. But still, like, I know that Saturday is invested. If you're traveling longer and, and have to come from afar, right, and have to pay for the hotels... I get that knowing that stuff ahead of time would be more convenient. But if you're going to pocket the money from the TV networks, right now they run the show. And I don't. maybe we're getting now to a place where, where there's the, the power is shifting and you can say, hey, guys, guess what? We're not going to give you the content unless you tell us earlier. Um, but there's some anticipation and excitement that come with that too. Like there's some, there's some middle of the season stuff when that game ends up being at 8 or, or, or noon or whatever, or it's going to be on game day as a result. Like, there's some of that that's a part of the vibe of the season two that I think is good for the sport. Not always good for the fans, but good for the sport. Yeah, because there's nothing worse than like when you as, as when you don't go to a game, or or when you go to a game and there's like you just get all hyped up for the new game that you just went to, and there's like a great three thirty game that you go back to the tailgate, and then you leave you know halfway through that and you head home. When you get home, the eight o'clock game is like that pit Penn State game at night the other, a few years ago. Like, it, it, you just know it's going to be a bloodbath. You know it's going to be not pretty. And it's, like, great. Like, you just kind of – it's like a it's like a bad dessert after a really good meal. <laughs> um, so I do think about that. But, like, at the same time, like, who knows, I guess. Um Anyways, the, the argument that, that he brought up, and I it never dawned on me because I think you and I kind of are in a similar situation where, like, we're close enough we don't need to get a hotel for the game. And that's never been, like, a factor in, in, in deciding if we're going to a game or not. Um, 
the, the the problem is like if you're a, if you're you know little Johnny's got soccer you got a soccer game at nine o'clock mm-hmm. well if it's if it's a noon game I'm probably not making that nine o'clock game from Harrisburg after his, his game's over at ten mm-hmm. you know I'm probably not going to quite make it to, to noon so I'll, I'll skip this game but if it's an eight o'clock game yeah I'll go but but then I got to get a hotel and now I can't plan for that because I don't know when the game's going to be so. Little Johnny, we're just going to go to your soccer game, and if we we can't go to that game, sorry, we missed out on that opportunity. Right, right. Now, I think next football season is going to be an anomaly with attendance, but maybe five years from now, I think uh, I think we're going to get back to where we were pre-COVID in terms of like it was it's getting it was getting tough to get people in the seats, mm-hmm. and, and I think I I think that maybe by then as they see numbers, I think that's going to be the course correction. Like, I think that's going to be what changes, if that makes sense. So that, that you know what the football schedule is going to be in July, and you know that you're going to that game or not. Like, there's no more questions of, of I might go to that game, but it looks like Little Johnny's got a Little League game that day. Yeah, it, and it'd be interesting if you could, could do something concurrently to see what would happen if it was set. Like, you know, if you knew what it was set and see how the numbers change. Because I'm not entirely convinced they would change for the better if you knew the schedule ahead of time anyway. Because if you there's still something could still come up where you couldn't make it and you're going to give the tickets to somebody else, you're not going to go. And, and I don't know. I mean, I, I just, again, we're spoiled because we're here and close. And it comes with stories. Like, like Samantha's very first, wasn't her very first game. Well, it was very first cross-country meet as like a ninth grade kid in high school. So... They, the, the track schedule, the cross-country schedule comes out after the Penn State football schedule, right? And the first cross-country meet is in Lewistown on the first home game football day. And she's, when she found out, she's like, who would schedule a cross-country meet on a football game day? Which is a mentality I appreciate. And, and I'm like, run faster because we're still going to the game. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, hurry up, get done. We're still going. Um, so we've done that. And we've had, like, this fall, right, there was supposed – I'm sorry. There was supposed to be a wedding October second, and then they rechanged. They changed the schedule, and we moved Danny's wedding now to August when there's not a football game, because it's it's the day that matters, not specifically the time for the rest of the things in the community. So, it is frustrating, I guess, to not know what time it is. But when I put them in my schedule book, I know that day is shot, and I, and I feel like a lot of pet fans at major schools do as well. And yeah, because you know, because. Like the lightning game that I went to, like we left at like five o'clock, but that was and went to the game, got there by five thirty, eight downtown type stuff, and then you leave after the game. Most schools, in the Power Five at least, hell, I went to a Princeton game once, and people were tailgating very early for that game. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's it. College football is such more, and even the NFL to a degree, is such a more of a all day event that the whole day is shot type thing. Yeah, like I, I mean, I get the the, cons, the consistency and the convenience. I got not the consistency to be the convenience because nobody's going to have consistent times. Thirty years ago, Penn State had consistent times. Or thirty five, they were one o'clock on Saturdays. Nobody wants that back in your age group. Now, for me, I'd take that. But you know, you got to have a night game every you know once in a while. So I'm okay with the change, and I, I think people that are in it close and are complaining about it are being disingenuous because that's where the money comes from. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if you're working for an athletic department or you're doing something and you're complaining about it, okay, it's inconvenient, but it's also what funds everything else you do. Yeah. yeah. So, 
how much are you going to complain? Yeah. All right. I feel like we've kicked that one in the ground. Yeah. All right. Good. We like kicking uh, stuff around. S- Steve, you've, you've got a story for old guy, young guy. Well, that's a question, I guess. So, like, as a young guy, if you were a young guy and you hear a big clap of, of, of thunder outside your house at, like, four in the afternoon and you don't think anything about it and then you go try, try to turn some lights on and then try to use your garage doors and you find out that they're no longer working and you fix some switches and the garage doors are still no longer working and now your garage doors are fried, garage door openers are fried, both of them, like what do you do? You're asking the wrong guy. We have a garage, but we don't park our car in the garage. Partly because I made the gar- made the garage a mess with my woodworking projects, but oh, right, we don't have a garage door opener. So like, I would. Oh, just like, okay. Nah. Yeah, and, and, and and growing up, we never parked in a garage. Like, okay. We had a garage, but we just never parked in there because it was like further down off the house. It wasn't attached to the house. It was right. a Separate piece of the property. That being said. I feel like this is the the good time for this to happen for you. Now, the the part of the deal in the house that was if the garage is going to be used for woodworking projects in the winter, I have to get up early if it <laughs> snows to clear off the car. So like it happening in the summer, which probably uh, you know Still scared the bejesus out of you. Sucks that you're out two garage door openers, but what? They're like a hundred bucks, a hundred and fifty bucks. I don't know how, how heavy your garage doors are, or what you need, but if you need the, the the one horsepower, you're one of those guys that needs the two horsepower because got to get that garage door open. Um, Look at you, flashing horsepower, I, see, I, horsepower expertise in garage doors. I know, but I see I've, I've done my research into garage doors, and I'm just like I don't need one. Um, so you're gonna get them fixed? Like, are you just gonna? I have, I have, I, I've used every, I've used all the skills I have. I replaced the ground fault um, outlet that controlled the area of the garage, right? Fixed that, which got me back electricity to all my outlets. There was one outlet fried for the one for the one garage door opener. Repaired that, so everything electrical wise is working. So it is clearly now. I was trying to eliminate all the options. It's clearly the garage doors, and they're both fried. So, yeah, we're gonna have to, you know. Get some garage door openers at some point here. How recently had you put those in? Uh, like, is it years, one of the four years since uh, the house? That's kind of uh, yeah. They were like new when we built yeah, the house. Yeah, that's so. like because like that's not th- something you go buy every day, or right, like right, you, right. you really so, ever want to replace. Right. Now, are you gonna do it yourself, or like how, what's what's your plan? Because are the how high are they up? Because like some people they keep them basically at the the like our garage in our garage is probably. 15 16 feet to the top so it would be hard to get up no they were up they're up like nine and a half feet which is fine and easy to get to but uh, and what i wanted to do was just get the new motors and just replace a motor in the whole thing and not have to replace the whole bar and the whole chain and whatever else but i got a price for the motors and the motors are more expensive than buying like the whole shooting match so we'll see i am pondering doing it myself on the heels of other house projects so we'll see. And, and, and if I don't do it myself, you know, there's really no swearing. There's no frustration. You lose half the entertainment. So, and it still ends up succeeding usually. So we may go that route. Usually. 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 And usually, yeah. 
Yeah, usually. We'll see. Nothing else. We'll have a story in another week or two. So, you know. All right. Well, trying to, did you check Amazon? I did. And, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a deal there. So I have to look at that one. So, yeah. So do you need, do you need two openers or do you need one? I need two. Both of them are fried. They what did, did so it hit you there did it hit like do you have a lightning rod on your house or I'm I'm trying to figure out where it came in at but yeah like I don't know what it hit like I don't see anything on the outside that's fried at the at the outlet where the garage door opener plugs in there's there's gypsum there you know uh whatever that that stuff is yeah um and it was like poofy there was like poofy white stuff around it like it, it you know so that was <laughs> clearly that outlet like is where shit, shit stuff happened so, yeah. So we'll see. Right. First world problems, I'm, just, I'm sure, but still. I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think of where I've seen cheap garage doors. I've seen them on Amazon. You do have a Harbor Freight now in State College, and I do think they have them there. Oh, I, I didn't. I forgot about Harbor Freight. I, I think they have them there. I don't. Want and them. I probably have a big twenty percent off coupon somewhere. So you know, hey. Then eh, they're slimming down on the coupons. So. They might send one out this weekend because it's the holiday. So maybe well, it's grand. Weekend. It was grand opening just two weeks ago. So I don't know how long that lasted. Oh, okay. So all right, yeah, oh, very no, cool. Right. Good idea. That's wonderful. I'm trying to think where See, else. That's why I asked. Great. Should have listened. But of okay, so I I was annoyed the other day though because I went to Harbor Freight. What did I, where was I going to go buy? Oh, I was going to buy a the weed a weed sprayer like a like the the jug the like pump like Tank. no longer yeah, because yeah. I got tired of using the little little gun thing. I was like yeah. spraying too many weeds. I went to Harbor Freight. So this is my warning to anybody that goes to Harbor Freight. I went to Harbor Freight. They had them for $15. Home Depot is basically next door. They only had the same size for, for $9. So just do your math. Double check. That's right. Because there, there are things in there that are not like they're table saws. Sometimes I've seen them. Like, oh, I think I've seen like Home Depot have cheaper yeah it's like sam's club or, or costco right like not everything's cheaper you know you gotta know that's what another getting. place you could check I, I know that they have them at, at our costco okay so, well, that's that so i don't know because yeah well there's no costco in the state no but we're coming to it's coming that way this weekend so who knows you go to the one if you go to the one in virginia too you can get beer <laughs> that's cool there you go i'm just <laughs> and i might need it to put it, it up it, or after I it's put it up. It's cheaper. That it's it's not that much cheaper, but it, it, it's generally cheaper there. There we go. Your shopping right. advice. Thank as, you. As someone as as someone who just bought a home within the last year and a half, I've, I've priced all this stuff out, Steve. It's. I appreciate. That's why I asked. This is yeah. great. That's great. All right. Um, do you have anything else you want to add? No? Nope. Good to hear you okay. and see you again. All right, subscribe and like us on Facebook. Uh, email the show at stuffsummersayspodcast at gmail.com, uh, preferably with some feedback. My Twitter handle is at stuffsummersays. Your Twitter handle is? At Steve Sampson. I have nothing else this week. Mm, let's see. The Lightning play next week, uh, or might have to play next week. They might not. So maybe we'll be back on a regularly scheduled once-a-week routine. <laughs> who knows? All right.